He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. What drives me to do what I do is to save lives and prevent injuries. Um, there's, there's a huge opportunity to to make the short-term rental industry the safest sector of the travel industry, travel and hospitality industry. And all I want to do is see that people can do that safely. And uh, kind of the motto I have is renters should go home with wonderful and great memories, not band-aids. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks, but if you have a little quiet get together that kind of gets out of hand like this, then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property, and of course, your profits, are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now thank you for checking out Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. and Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today is an awesome day because we're going to jump in to a lot and a lot and a lot of details about safety and everything involved with that. I, I can't even like scratch the surface because we have the man, the myth, the legend who knows everything <laughs> that we're going to talk about. And Justin Ford, my man, how are we doing today? Doing great. It's uh it's a beautiful summer vacation day and I'm sure that there's millions of people out there in this world that are are having as much fun as we are vacationing in short-term rentals. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, uh you are a man that's kind of like I don't know from the moment we actually kind of met and got introduced from the people at Breezeway, the whole team. I was like, "Hey, you got to talk to Justin as we're, you know, as I was doing some stuff that involved safety regulated and you're just in that world. And they're like, you got to talk to them. And so I was like, all right, great. And then everywhere else, I see you on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm seeing you everywhere. So I was like, all right, we got to have them on the show, especially after connecting with the Thanks for Visiting Girls and, and what they're doing and how you guys are collaborating. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. Well, and the feeling's mutual. Everyone kept saying, hey, you got to listen to Will Slickers. And I'm like, all right, I'll listen to Will Slickers. I love it. I love it. Well, great referrals equal uh, great relationships, I guess, whatever you want to yeah. say. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you even get started in vacation rentals, hospitality, and all this stuff that we're going to about to you know dive into? You know, everybody's got their story of how they got in the industry. Most people got in because they start with one home and uh, they thought it was fun to rent it out. And before you knew it, they had a bunch. Um, I think mine's a little bit unique. If you step back just a little bit further from my entry into the short-term rental industry. Um, I served four years in the U.S. Coast Guard. I was um, a ship's navigator, but your side role in the Coast Guard is you're a law enforcement officer, and we did vessel safety. So had an early introduction to safety. 
And then um, later on, uh, decided uh, after 11, 12 years in the corporate world, believe it or not, I was a corporate yacht captain for a big credit card bank for right. a long time. Um, I got uh, caught up with uh, the local fire department. And uh, they came because I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. I was having an illegal burn in the backyard. And the chief said, hey, you know, we're looking for people on the fire department. I understand you used to be in the Coast Guard by your veterans license plates there. Um, I said, yeah, yeah, I know all about putting out fires on boats. So the next thing you know, I uh, was recruited and joined my local fire department where I spent 15 years. And then uh, kind of the third piece that put me where I'm at is um, – I started a boat rental business and I delivered a rental boat one day to a house that these people were renting. And I was like, so you guys are renting this house out. And this is back in 1997. Um, you know, Airbnb hadn't even been thought of yet. I think Brian Chesky was still in diapers. Um, yeah, not to age myself too much here, <laughs> but uh, delivered a, a, a rental boat and thought that was pretty cool. And the next thing you know, I said, Hey, why don't I rent the houses and the boats. I'll bring the boats here. So my whole mindset was to rent waterfront homes um, where we could bring boats in and uh, do that, of course, safely. Um, so that kind of got me started into where I'm at today. That's incredible. So you you would get the homes waterfront and then you would, would you add the uh, boat rental as like a upsell package, I'm assuming? Exactly. Um, started a second business for liability purposes. Yeah. Um, and um, that was all I did was waterfront homes and uh, learned real quickly the amount of income that you could make. Sometimes, especially, uh, boy, well, I loved it when it rained and you're out in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You could run a boat to somebody for 3000 bucks for the week and it'd sit on the dock the whole week and they'd never use it. And uh, that you'd make more money than uh, on the boat than you did on commission. Exactly. So that's, that's, yeah, that's actually incredible to think about. I'm just thinking about, especially the Pacific Northwest when it does rain, especially like, let's say starting next month or no, not next month, but September. Yeah. It gets a little, uh, gets a little, a little, uh, crazy with the weather. So I want to know, how did you convince these waterfront homeowners to let you do this? Was this like a big safety concern out the gate where they like, Hey, we don't feel nice. comfortable with the liability issues, blah, blah, blah. So that was 1997. Um, 2006 is when I formally started um, my vacation rental company up in Maine, uh, along with um, my former business partner. And it was called On the Water in Maine. So that was our focus was you had to be on or within a, a site of water. And so that's all that we rented and um, homeowners came on board. It was in a, it was a marketing amenity. They'd go, wow, you know, if we list our house with you, you're going to make our house more marketable because you can deliver a boat there. And in fact, we had people that would rent houses from us that really didn't care for the house and didn't really necessarily want to rent that house. But if they could have that boat and go water skiing all week or kayaking, or we had sunfish, we had sailboats. At one point I had a fleet of almost 50 different watercraft. Um, that was the reason that they rented that house was because we offered boats to them. So you're really create you were really creating a destination out of an amenity rather than the actual property itself, which is like way harder. In my yeah. You know, I learned it the hard way, probably around, oh, I'm going to say 2004, 2005. Um, one of our guests put diesel fuel in a gasoline operated boat. They're supposed to call us to have us refuel it. But, um, the the next runners weren't able to use the boat and i'll never forget that was a big message the family showed up 
kids, everybody was on the dock. They'd driven uh, 12 hours from Philly for their one week vacation. And I said, I'm sorry, this boat's broken. I don't have any other boats and there's no one else who rents them. And he looked at me and he said, this is like showing up at uh, Disney World and being told that there's no rides. You know, we're just here yeah. to walk around Disney World. And uh, I realized at that point in time, what an impact we we were making for guests. Yeah, no, that's incredible. That's a powerful message, too. Like that probably I can imagine what you walked away with, you know, feeling and the thoughts that go through your head, because like you said that Disney World is what a lot of people save up their, their whole year for. Right. And then, yeah, to, to not get that experience. I went out and bought another boat, by the way, <laughs> I made that. Guy. And that, you know, that's the moral of the story in the short term rental industry is that uh, it's all about the guest happiness and how little they have. And he was a repeat runner for years after that, um, because he knew I went that extra effort to do that for him. Yeah, no, and I hear that story a lot. Like when um, I just mentioned the thanks for visiting girls, like the, a lot of the times, like they'll say, oh, yeah, guess one of this or we didn't have this in the property because it's not amenity we normally stock. But we you can simply order on Amazon some some locations you can have instant same day delivery. Uh, in other cases, if you just go drive to the Target or Costco or whatever, and you drop it off, boom, you've got a secured guest for life who's going to be loyal to your brand, um, which is really cool. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's a good example. Um, but I want to jump into more of your safety training because, you know, we just went through the training course that you guys have. So yep. understanding the importance of it, like I've been trained on safety and other aspects through military or through, even just like uh, hotel training when I was a front desk agent or a GM. And uh, you don't think about it a lot. And then it's like all of a sudden after taking this course, I'm seeing it everywhere. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at deck railings. I'm looking at fire extinguishers. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. And so kind of walk us through, was there anything in particular that really made you say, all right, this is what the industry needs. What kind of popped up yeah. and, and created that moment for you? Yeah. And you know, that's great to hear. And I hear people every day, I get texts and email messages. Um, people bump into me and, and say, Oh, what would Justin Ford say about this stuff? I, I'm checked into a hotel room and there's a smoke alarm hanging off the ceiling and they text it to me. So I, I get a <laughs> kick out of it. But you know, when you think about a lot of different things that are out there for, let's just say, let's approach it not from the industry, but from a career standpoint, um, a doctor's not going to go in uh, and do what they need to do without training. Auto mechanics go to school, generally speaking, and learn how to work on engines. And, um, you know, if you want to be a really good chef, you, you go to culinary arts school. And so the short-term rental industry was kind of unique in the sense that people said, well, we're just going to do what people have been doing for a long time. I'm from New England. People used to, before even the steamboats were around in the late 1800s, they got out of Philadelphia and New York. It was hot. They came up to Maine and spent a month in a rental property on the coast. So short-term rentals have been around for a long time. But what's really happened, you know, after the 2000s, basically, you know, growth of Airbnb, HomeAway, into Verbo, all that stuff, is that people didn't really pause and go, wait a minute, this is an industry. It's not a, an example of, well, I grew up in a house, so I know how a house works. Um, and I think that's the mentality a lot of people took. They skipped right ahead and, and basically uh, it'd be like a doctor jumping into the hospital and going, you know, I'll figure this out. You know, yeah, there's tools we need to do and schedule appointments, <laughs> but just get on the table and let's do surgery. And um, that's what's happened with safety. And unfortunately, in 2013, there was an accident at one of my short term rental properties that um, permanently disabled a woman and 
at first it was kind of like, geez, you know, my first reaction was, well, that was dumb. Why'd they do that? Um, then the owner said, Hey, this is your fault. And it was like, how's this my fault? And then, uh, after a few months, it was suddenly like, Holy smokes, I should have known better. Why did, why didn't I have this property set up safely for these runners? These people are running from me. They're paying me. They're paying my company and I'm telling them this is a safe place to go. And yet they're showing up and it's on them. That's not right. And so I started looking around and realized nowhere in the world, nowhere in the world did anybody have any information on what you needed to do. There was nothing out there. We, we skipped it. Everybody who got into this industry, we skipped right over the most important part. And um, that's kind of where I got started with creating the safety training course that you said and doing yeah. these safety certifications was I put it together. I packaged it up starting around 2013 and um, put something together that people can refer to now and have as a resource. Well, and it goes, I like that you kind of mentioned how we just kind of skipped over because I feel like when Airbnb came to the, you know, the game where it really became the sense of like, when you want to go buy or build a hotel, you have to go through all these hoops, right? These certifications, yeah. these trainings, these, uh, you know, permits, whatever it may be. Uh, but then Airbnb comes along and allows anybody, but like literally anybody can rent it as it was intended in the beginning to be a couch surfing platform, air mattress and a, you know, spare bedroom, whatever it may be jumps over those, those hurdles that originally, and now made that barrier to enter to enter super low in the sense of safety aspects, like you're talking about liability. Um, and so, yeah, we're hundred percent skipping over that. How hard was it for you to create a course or a package of information to an industry that's already jumped years ahead than it should have kind of like a dot-com boom, right? Like we have all of a sudden, boom, internet's everywhere, dot-com growth and, and e-commerce and all this other stuff. So how do you, how do you kind of put that together? Yeah, it's been the hardest thing that we've had to do. I try and emphasize peace of mind. Having a safe rental property gives peace of mind. And there there are thousands and thousands of homeowners and hosts out there. Um, I talked with a group on Facebook the other day that has 40,000 members that are all doctors. They all want their property safety certified because they get it. Generally speaking, though, and this is the sad thing about what I do, my top customers are the ones that just had an accident and then they come to me and they go, Holy smokes, this happened. Oh my God. We never even thought this could happen. And that's like, (laughs) I've been broadcasting this now for eight years. It, it can happen. It does happen. And you're about the 50th person that's just happened to in the past week. So it's a really hard thing to do to get people on board. And the real problem was just, they just need an excuse to do it. You know, you take the property managers, they want to offer safe properties, but it's hard to get their owners to invest in it. Um, It's hard to get owners to buy new linens. They just want to check at the end of the month. They don't want to have new linens and a new couch and all that. And then you add to them, hey, yeah, but we need new fire extinguishers and new smoke alarms. What the heck? No way. We don't need that. Um, Just when's my check coming? And so getting the owners on board is a whole lot easier when there's some sort of regulations as a crutch. Um, but the, the thing that really changed everything for me was a partnership that, um, that I developed with proper insurance and I'm not plugging their insurance here. I know just by saying their name, that's, I guess, plug, but proper insurance was really the first in our industry to say, Hey guys, I know that all the regulations are around fire, but guess what? That's not where people are getting hurt in short-term rentals. That's only 3% of the claims we get. And that's what all the safety regulations in the country are related to are fire, um, they're for much bigger things than that. And we need to approach this differently. And so that's 
really helped me push forward with what I'm doing is focusing not just on fire, but on every type of insurance claim that we see out there that's causing accidents and short-term rentals. Yeah, because a, a lot of the course goes into the smoke alarms, fire extinguisher, the labeling, where it's placed, how it's safely you know secured, uh, as it expired, keeping up with your your you know your documentation of everything. Um, but for you, what what are the other? I guess for the listeners that haven't gone through the course like I have, and I have a little you know shameless plug sneak peek from you guys and getting access to it. But uh, what are the other claims that most vacation rental managers aren't probably aware of? So just to to be clear, non-safety wise, that one of the top claims that happens with insurance companies and short terminals is water damage. And that's not necessarily a safety thing unless, you know, molds developed. But the number one claim related to accidents in short terminals is slips, trips, and falls. 83% of all claims um, are for slips, trips, and falls. And uh, to my knowledge, other than a little bit of looking at some lighting um, in some localities like Palm Springs or Colorado Springs, um, Lake Tahoe, there are very few government entities in this country that do anything to address that. And it's crazy because when you go right down the street to your barbershop, well, um, there's markings on the door. There's everything there so that you don't slip, trip, or fall. You don't do that in a commercial entity. And when you do, there's huge lawsuits. But guess what? There are in short-term rentals too because people expect to be able to safely get from their vehicle into the short-term rental, up the stairs into their bedroom, and not trip over carpets, cracks in pavements, not have lighting there, not have handrails on the staircases. Everything we're supposed to do commercially, we're ignoring at a short-term rental level, and it's ridiculous. Um, And that's where the big claims are. Do you think the issue is because it is coming from a residential homeowner? So when they go through the home inspections and all the other stuff of purchase of property, maybe it's a family home that they grew up in and raised their kids and now that they're empty nesters and don't need it. Uh, do you think it's mostly because of that aspect that's not instilled in us when we buy homes as a, you know, whether it's American or any other country? Yeah, you touched on a couple things there. You know, we've got some really, and I know you have them up in the Pacific Northwest too. We've got some really old homes here in new england um and what i used to hear from homeowners when you'd tell them hey that railing that's 18 inches tall needs to go to 36 it's code they'd go you know what six generations have grown up in this and nobody's ever fallen over that loft so why would we do that so that's a that's a really hard thing to overcome there's definitely a lot of people out there that this is my home and yes i'm renting it to make some extra money but this is my home and the government's not going to tell me what to do so there's that mentality that's out there um and then there's just the general disregard for what is out there when it comes to safety and regulations some people just think you know hey I know how to walk up and down stairs and I don't need a handrail, so I'm not going to put it here. And they don't think about the fact that renter who's, who's coming in. I mean, how often do you actually meet your renters? I mean, you, you ask them all these different things about, you know, who's in their group, what their ages are, all these different things. But do you ever ask them, Hey, how you doing with, do you have stairs in your home? Maybe they're not used to it. it it's really, it's kind of crazy that we just blindly let anybody come stay in our homes and, you know, the, the gray area that's out there is not a gray area. I hear everyone say it all the time. Well, it's really, it's my home. It's not commercial. Well, yeah. guess what? When you get sued for an accident in your rental property, the lawyers are going to get you on the fact that it was commercial use, not residential use. Um, and that's what we see time after time. So what are the more, I guess, because that you touched a, a lot. Like, yeah, 
that's that's so much and uh, in depth but for what are the, like the successful ways that property managers have communicated this to owners in order to overcome those you know you know this is the sixth generation of family that's lived here we never had any incidents uh, blah 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 whatever their excuse may be uh, like obviously we have we have some you know related ways that we do it with our onboarding process, you know, saying we have to do it in safety inspection prior to onboarding and signing the contract. We have to do this. We have to do that. Um, in order to like make sure, cause that I think it's like you would be a big fan of a preventative maintenance, right? So right. how do we get ahead of this before it becomes an issue before a guest arrives before, after a guest checks out anything like that? Uh, what are the most successful ways anyways that hosts and property managers are getting in front of this and actually convincing the owners that this is something that they need to do in order to sign their property with that company? It's a hard thing to do. Um, it, it's a balancing act. You, the last thing you want to do is is walk through a house with a property owner and go, all right, you need to raise that railing to 36 inches because last week four people fell off in, in a similar situation and they're all injured. Um, it scares the living daylights out of the owners and, and scary stories of which there's unfortunately thousands and thousands make them go, you know what, maybe we don't want to run our house. And that's the last thing you want to do. So, yeah, it is a preventative thing. Um, I like to, when it comes to professional agencies or even an individual host, I like to approach it this way. Um, let's, let's, let's start out with life safety. There's a few things when it comes to life safety. The last thing anybody wants is someone to die in their rental property, obviously. Um, so let's make sure it's safe. Let's make sure we've got the best smoke alarms. Let's give people a chance to put the fire out. Um, a lot of rentals are in rural locations. I bet you that, of the listeners on your podcast don't even know what the response time is for a fire truck to get to their property. I bet a lot of people don't know that these fire trucks that will come to your property, if you're not near a hydrant, only have a limited amount of water. 1,200 gallons of water in a fire truck is gone in maybe two minutes. Maybe. It's not enough water. So you need that fire put out immediately when the fire truck shows up. Give your renters a tool to do it too. If there's a grease fire in the kitchen, give them the best fire extinguisher. It's 45 bucks. Stop giving them those crappy little aerosol cans that are $12 that are all greasy sitting behind the stove, <laughs> you know? So let's set these properties up. And when you kind of portray that to the renter, to the homeowner that way, that, hey, let's, let's address life safety. Let's get the best smoke alarms in here. They're only a few extra bucks. None of us want any trouble from that. Yeah. And then next year, let's go after injury prevention. Let's make sure the handrails are good. Let's make sure the deck's mm-hmm. not going to collapse, all those type of things. That's smart. That's really smart. And the one thing like I've been seeing and after taking the course, it was like uh, I couldn't stop seeing it again type deal is the the amenity spaces that we add. So like seeing the barbecue uh, training section and also seeing like when you have a fire pit, how the host should be there, the the bucket, like all that stuff. Now seeing it everywhere. Um, at least like when I'm like watching TV or, you know, these vacation rental shows that are popping up, I'm like, hey, they need this. They need that. Like, I'm like, dang it, Justin, I want to message you one night and just be like, hey, I can't stop seeing safety. Um, As our Slick Talk listeners know, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into preparing and maintaining short term rental properties. That's where Breezeway best in class property care and operations platform comes into play. Their easy to use tools help you automate, coordinate and communicate detailed work at each of your properties so you can deliver the best experience to guests and homeowners. Breezeway integrates with over 30 PMS systems and IoT devices, meaning you can easily harness property data from your entire tech stack to build stronger programs for scheduling, quality assurance, guest texting, 
owner reporting, and much, much more. Visit breezeway.io forward slash slick to learn more. Now, back to the episode. I guess for all these things, like, what is the most, I guess, because it's not front of mind until you go through the course. So, right. how do you get in front of that, you know, that person or that property manager that comes to you and says, well, hey, we need this course because of an incident. I, I'm, yep. That's what I'm, like, actually thinking about because it's going to be really rough in, in the sense of maybe it's marketing or is it uh, awareness? What is that that thing? So safety, there's a lot of different things. It's peace of mind. And I'll, I'll share with you a quick story. Someone who took the course just like you did um, down in Lake Norman, down in North Carolina, um, they um, implemented some of the safety procedures we said for pools. And one of those was making sure that, you know, your pool is just like the pool at the Hilton. It's got not only the sign that says, you know, no running, no pregnant, you know, all that stuff. Um, don't, don't bring glass around the pool deck and all the, all the things you need to do there. But there's at least a life ring or a safety hook there. And um, two weeks after they took the course, they went out to all their pools and put all the safety features in. Didn't cost very much money. And um, very first runners that stayed at this home was um, a family that involved uh, an el- included an elderly woman. Uh, I believe it, she was referred to as grandma. And um, she, uh, she was in a walker. She just had hip replacement surgery. And the parents made a decision, and it's a judgment call that, that I want to skip over, but just say that it's there. Um, they made a decision to go out and leave uh, some of the young children with grandma to watch them at the pool. Well, one of the uh, young children started to drown. And the um, natural inclination for grandma was to try and get down there, but she's, she just had her hip replaced. She couldn't get down to the pool. She physically couldn't do it. It was too painful. Um, she looked over to her right, saw that pool safety hook, was able to reach it, and was able to pull that two-year-old out of the pool and um, save the two-year-old's life. And for me, you know, you asked me at the very beginning, what drives you? I mean, that, that really is what drives me. Those people are going home going, thank God that rental company. And the fact that they went overboard communicating with the rental company saying, Hey, guess what? Thank God you put these safety features in place. It saved our kid's life. We'll be back to stay with you again. Um, those are lifelong runners. They, they get it. Um, that's not how you wanted them to become a lifelong runner. But the other side of that is safeties will make your company money. You know, you go to these homeowners, you can generate income by doing these safety inspections and, you know, doing a little upcharge on the features that they need. Um, And then lastly, it's marketing. You know, Um, do you want to stay in? in, uh, I believe you're you're familiar with one of our other industry podcasters, Heather Bear. Yeah. You know, she's proved this point when she's gone um, up against three other property management companies and said when she went in and said, hey, we would like to list your home. But this needs to be done, this needs to be done, and this needs to be done to make it safe to protect all of us and make sure your renters are okay. The, the homeowners came back and said, Heather, we want to list with your company because two other companies who came over here and looked at listing, we looked at listing with, they didn't mention anything about safety. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you cared is the big difference. We're signing on with you. I love that because so many property managers today, I think, as we all know, we, we're not having trouble getting bookings. We're having trouble getting more inventory. So we're just pretty much anyone I, th- I know that's trying to just get more properties, right? So they'll do anything to yep. sign anyone. Actually, last night, I'm not, not even kidding you, like swear to God that I was on a phone call with a guy who's remodeling a 28-unit uh, motel in New Mexico. And uh, he goes, hey, we need help with locks and technology and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, great. Um, I know you're doing a renovation, but my one question to you, I literally, I'm not kidding you, said this and said, do you have uh, anyone in place for a safety inspection? And he goes, no. no. 
And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I can help you with that too. And he's like, I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah, you have your, all your permits and other stuff, but a real safety inspection on kind of like the stuff you're talking about. And uh, he said the same thing. It was like, um, that was not even across our, like that's not even on our whiteboard of steps to do to get to live day or to get bookings and stuff like that. So I think that having that forefront is really important. Um, you know, I'll, I'll quickly add in what you're saying there. You know, this, this is a little secret. I don't think I've ever shared this before. <laughs> a sneak peek. Some of our some of our top customers are are celebrities um, yeah. and people who are very affluent. And the message that should send is they don't want to get sued from these accidents and people know that they happen. Um, if you Google, you know, short term rental accidents, you'll see um, a very ho- high profile one that happened two years ago was to um, the, the star of one of uh, HGTV's, um, you know, do over shows has a rental property yeah. and a woman fell down the stairs and she was suing him for more money than you and I will ever make in our lifetime. Will, and it's because she knew she could, he had it. Yeah. He's a high profile person. And, I think that should send a message to people that go, wait a minute, why are all these people who make a lot of money, why are they so concerned about making sure their properties are safe? Because um, they have everything to lose. And so do you. You just don't have as much as them. Yeah. It's everything to you. It doesn't matter. If it's, if it's $100 million or you know, 100000 I think you know, it's everything for, for people. And um, I think you know, it comes – we talk about the guest experience a lot on the show. I just I did a podcast recently that we're literally the episode was all about guest experience. What does that look like in the deepest aspect and essence of the word experience, right? But a lot of people, and I love that you mentioned marketing because for us in our company, we've been incorporating the safety features or enhancements that we've been doing and maybe even little instructional videos into our digital guidebooks, into our checkout uh, or like automated messaging and other things, just using that as a, Hey, just in case uh, while you're here, the emergency card is on the fridge. Um, but it's also here in the guidebook. If you uh, you know have access to your phone and you need that, it's right there. You can give us a call, whatever. And so uh, part of the, even the onboarding, we've had owners say, why, why am I giving out my emergency contact info and in the local department for uh, you know fire or police and all this other stuff? It's because of that aspect of you may need that. You may need to have that on yeah. hand. Um, and so, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned this marketing because it actually is a really powerful marketing tool uh, for anyone who is wanting to get more inventory who, you know, just says, hey, we're trying to grow our portfolio. Um, what are other property managers not doing? Are they advertising yeah. their safety? And how often do you think, you know, property managers are actually adver- advertising their safety uh, practices? They're not doing it enough. I'm, you know, I've been pushing it out there for a while. One of my favorite little marketing tricks has been, and there are a couple companies who do it and they have great success is give away free first aid kits. Mm. You know, I I go into so many uh, professionally managed homes where they're, they're giving out, you know, a, a jar of seasoning or the local blueberry jam. And, you know, that's sweet and nice, but ask yourselves how many runners actually take it i tried that i tried that back in 2005 you know we <laughs> yeah. we put main maple syrup main blueberry jam and some poland spring water for maine in the thing i want to say 70 percent of people just left it there um but put something in their hands that they're going to remember you buying it that's something that's inexpensive for four bucks you can put a first aid kit in that's marketed that has your name on it and believe it or not people when they they take it home with them they are at a soccer game and they're putting a band-aid on their kid's knee and the next thing you know you know their friends are saying hey we're thinking about doing what you did going on a vacation yeah stay with this company look mm-hmm. these guys cared about us so much they sent us home with a first aid kit so there's that you can do um change your wi-fi password Make your Wi-Fi password think safety. Yeah. And then how many of you actually ask 
in a exit survey about safety. And I started doing that in 2015. We started asking people in the survey after they left, is there anything unsafe we should know about in the property? You wouldn't believe how many people brought that to our attention, so much so that we actually put it in a pre-arrival survey um, saying, is there something here in the property that uh, you have concerns about? And the things that we would hear, you know, that we just didn't even think of, you know, yeah, the the uh, the smoke alarms chirping in the bathroom. Well, it wasn't, or not the bathroom, but the bedroom. Well, yeah. it wasn't doing that when we left, but obviously that battery decided that minute to do it. Let's change it right now. Yeah, that's smart. So you're getting ahead of it because like, it's like, it's always, yeah, you make me think of just in the hotel world where you're always trying to get in front of, at least more in the vacation rental world too. Um, you're always trying to get in front of that bad review, right? You're always saying, hey, how, yeah. like after they check in two hours later, you send an automated text or message on airbnb saying hope your your checking was smooth is there anything that we can do to help you blah 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 blah. trying to get in front of that bad review maybe they checked in the sheets were messed up and the housekeeper didn't see it or whatever maybe um but for you you guys are kind of doing that in the same aspect of the safety not just saying hey leave us a good review how was your stay but did you feel safe was there anything that you maybe mom or uh you know like I know my mom, at least whenever she goes anywhere, she's like, oh, that doesn't look okay. Like that, that's a yep. little dangerous. And you're like, no, it's fine. Um, but, you know, how can you get in front of that? And I think asking, just blatantly asking is simple as getting in front of a, a safety issue. So that's good to know. I'm taking notes. So anyone who's listening to this <laughs> podcast, like I already went through the course and I'm still adding more to it. Like that's how intense and in depth this can go. Um, you know, it's it, a couple of years ago, two years ago, um, I had some friends that were staying at a, I'm not going to say which, which company or through which uh, OTA, but they were staying at a short-term rental and they said, oh my gosh, Justin, you got to see this. And they sent me pictures oh boy. and it was a lakeside cottage up on stilts and wooden stilts on a banking that led down into the lake. And it was being supported by hydraulic pump jacks that said Sears on them. And the the logo was from at least the 1960s, if not earlier. Um, These were really old jacks and they were little wooden shingles. I'm not kidding you. He, he showed in a video that you could wiggle the jack and the whole cottage shook. What terrified me is that this cottage had been rent this way so long that when you went back in reviews for at least two years worth of publicly available reviews, the only thing you ever saw the guest talk about was, you know, hey, it'd be nice if, you know, there was an extra set of towels and, hey, there's a drip in the faucet. These poor folks had no idea that they were this close to sliding into the cottage. and dr- I mean, they would have drowned. It was a deep, shallow area. And fortunately, we got that listing pulled and the owner um, addressed it. But y- you got to remember, these guys show up and they trust you. They trust you that you've offered them a property that's safe to stay in, whether you've said that or not. And so why not proudly say it and stand behind it that, yeah, you just drove 12 hours. You just drove eight hours to show up here and check in and then get groceries and the kids are fighting and you've been waiting for this vacation all year. But damn it, when you go to bed tonight, know that I'm going to wake you up because I put a nice smoke alarm in there. And if there's a fire at 2 a.m., you're getting up and you and your family are getting out of there. Make them feel that that's important. And uh, they'll question it when they go other places that don't have that. And they'll be back to stay with you again. I love that. I love that. Just put it at the forefront. Um, Justin, so I, I got a couple more questions and we'll try to wrap it up because I don't want to you know, go go too long. Obviously, we got uh, we got, you know, 
other places uh, to see and do. You got a lot of lives to save, but um, <laughs> I want to know for, for you guys, what is the next, like is the mission to continue? Like I, you've been on the road. I've been on the road. Is the mission to continue to get out there on these properties and start addressing these issues or what's the real mission going on? Continuing that, you know, that drive that we talked about in the beginning. Yeah, there's, um, there's a couple things we're trying to do. And the, the very first most important focus that we're trying to do at Breezeway is awareness. Um, we're offering free safety certifications right now. We're just trying to get people to do it. It's an 18 point inspection. It, it covers everything from like your address marker. Believe it or not, address markers are critically important. Um, how's the ambulance going to find the rental property from a runner who says that they're staying at Heron's Nest? 911 doesn't know what Heron's Nest is. Yeah. And if the person who got the driving directions emailed to them as the one having the heart attack, they don't know. So address markers, you mentioned the emergency safety card, you know, where's the power shut off, smoke alarms, you know, are the chemicals under the thing. So just the, the core basic ones um, we're offering. Well, you show us you've done it. We'll certify it. Um, number two what we want to do is reward people for this. And it's not only from what we've just been talking about from a marketing point of view, but we're working with insurance companies such as proper insurance. They give a 5% discount on premium, which is a couple can be quite a bit of money um, depending on your rental property. If your property is safety certified, simple as that. Um, So let's reward people. It's kind of like the safe driving discounts that everybody likes to get with their car. You know, um, you show us for 30 days, you drive it safe. You'll save on your premium. Well, show us that you really do have smoke alarms in your rental property and you really do have a focus on safety. We'll, we'll save you there. And then the third is really supporting regulatory, smart regulations. We don't want rentals banned. We don't want to see sprinkler systems installed in every single rental property, but we want accountability. We want to support government entities to do smart things. Like I said before, um, 3% of accidents are fire. Those are make, what makes the headlines. Firefighter, I was a firefighter for 15 years. I was a training officer. No one ever trained me about a deck collapse. They never even trained me where to install a smoke alarm properly. So we want to make sure that the government's doing the right thing when it comes to requiring safety regulations. Put them in place that are going to actually address what's there and make it reasonable so that a homeowner goes, yeah, I can do these things. Yeah, I'll, I'll have my deck check once a year. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the grill three feet away from the house so that it doesn't catch it on fire. And yeah, I'll make sure there's an outside light. Um, we need to move away in this country from relying solely on the fire service to do safety inspections. And Breezeway is hoping to help support do that. Um, frankly, just so you know, firefighters don't want to do safety inspections. It's the last thing they want to do. They want to keep the red trucks pumped with fill of water and uh, they want to be out rescuing people. They don't want to come in to have to check and make sure you've done what you're supposed to do. I love that. And it's like, you guys are the vacation rentals progressive. You're like the flow, you know, that we see on TV, just, you know, reward you with a good practice and good service and good driving. I like it. Um, no, that's awesome. This is really incredible. There's a lot of detail that go into it. And I hope, you know, whoever's listening that you just take this in, whether you're a hotel vacation manager for whatever type of vacation, home, luxury, cottage, whatever, I don't care. Uh, you take it in consideration and, and realize that this is deeply important. Um, you have a lot of listeners that are hotel owners. We do. Yeah. Cause I started out right. in the hotel world. So it was like, you know, yep. I shifted over from the dark side, you know, to, to yeah. become, become in the vacation rental world. So we, well, a lot of, I've actually had to recently, um, just as a side note, like had a small boutique hotel 
um, out in Florida reach out and just say, hey, like this is one thing that we were uh, practicing, blah, 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 blah. This episode really helped. Our team loved it. Thank you. And it was like, oh, cool. Like little boutiques, uh, you know, 20-door, 12-door, 9-door, whatever. Um, so it's cool stuff. You know, the the hotel people listen to this and they go, well, wait a minute. You know, we have to do all this. Yeah. Um, ni- 1990, hotel Federal Hotel Motel and Safety Act. And I don't know that a lot of people know this, but the reason why, if you, especially if you're in an urban market, the reason why nobody who's a government worker can stay with you and some of these traveling nurses that are doing government contracts is because rentals are not considered safe by the federal government. Yeah. Um, and that's why the Federal Hotel Motel Safety Act came out in 1990. So hotel people are like, yeah, we, we have to check smoke alarms. We have to have fire extinguishers. We have to make sure there's handrails and inspect this and the pools after all this. So it's no brainer. Um, and when you really step back and look at it, the reason that the short-term rental industry right now is the most unsafe sector of the hospitality industry is because of just really how re- unregulated it is. Mm-hmm. But we can get ahead of that. We can We can show government entities that yeah we do care we can self-regulate ourselves and look we're doing these safety checklists we're making sure everything's safe and and uh you guys stay away from us because we're doing what we're supposed to do if that's what people want to do we can do that we can unite and get behind this 100 percent. and i love what uh dana lubner says with rent responsibly she was on the show and she talked about you know everyone wants a seat at the table but nobody's willing to drag their chair around and get ready to have that seat when it comes to it and part of yep. having that seat with you and dragging around is being ahead like being ready so what does it mean to be ready it means a safe property it means a good guest experience it means that you take care of your owners it means that you're licensed and and insured and bonded and all this good stuff like it's that's part of carrying your chair around and i think it's super important and when she said that i've never forgotten it and it applies perfectly with what you just said so i think it's awesome yeah Awesome. Yeah, she sees she sees what I see. And that is, you know, people, all these groups, I just got through working with a, a new group in Vermont, there's a new group popping up because Rhode Island's starting to put regulations together. Yeah. All these groups suddenly appear when when they feel threatened. But it's like, what, what have you been doing all along? If you just you address this problem from the beginning, this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Well, it, it's to, it goes to show that our industry is not as easy as a lot of uh, these other influencers no. that try to make it out as, I want to show you how to make a million dollars on Airbnb, but I'm not going to show you how to do anything to be ahead of any of this stuff. So it's uh, it's pretty crucial. I think it's awesome. Well, uh, Justin, uh, like always, we love to give our guests the ability to do a shameless plug, shameless shout out. Everyone knows it's going to be linked in the bio and all the show notes, but um, where can people find you? Where can they learn more? What's the go-to place? Yeah, really easy. First, if anybody listening to your podcast wants a free safety certification, um, just reach out to me, safety at breezeway.io. Um, if you don't know, Breezeway is a technology company. We've created a, a software for not only um, helping with cleaning and maintenance and management of the business side, so to speak, of your rental property. Um, But we've taken that step to do what I'm doing here, where we're educating in that arena, where we're making sure that we're supporting, um, because that's what people did. They said, this is a great software and we love it, but do you have any uh, recommendations on safety checklists or cleaning checklists? So we've become experts in that field as well. Um, so that's why uh, I referenced that we're a technology company, um, but we educate safety at breezeway.io. Um, shoot me an email. Happy to send you the link to get your free safety certification. Um, there's also Justin Ford safety expert on Facebook. I, that's where I post all the, the stories that we can learn from. 
And um, as you noted, uh, I keep a lot of things going in different Facebook posts. Um, and certainly you follow me in any other place, LinkedIn, everything. And I also have a website where I do list some of my personal favorite safety products and things at justinford.expert. I love that. I love that. So everyone listening to this episode, you will see it in the show notes. Go ahead, scroll down, click the links, enjoy, because this is a lot of great free resources. And uh, Justin, again, thank you so much for being on the show and everyone tuning in. We will see you again next week. Before we go, can I just put you on the spot real quick? Oh, yeah. I was just, yeah. yeah, I'm not letting you go without this one. Well, this is a real important one. You took the course. Yes, sir. What is the single most important item in a short-term rental? Oh, boy. Fire extinguisher. Oh, well, buzz. smoke alarm. Smoke I was good. That alarm. was my second best. That was my second one. My the reason second why one. I said fire extinguisher is because of the labeling. That's the number one thing that no one labels where it's at. That's all right. I put you on the spot, but yeah, you can stay in a short term rental with no furniture, no TV, the hardwood floors, no windows. But if you don't have anything to wake you up and get you out, you're done. So make sure all your listeners can close and leave with the fact that Will's second <laughs> most important and my most important item in a short term rental is the smoke alarm. Yeah, learn from my mistakes. Smoke lawn first, not a fire extinguisher. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Slick Talk. And Justin, we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. As I've been growing my business and finding new ways to add to my property portfolio, I have to think about how I can anticipate the homeowner's needs, just like I do for my guests. One of the things owners always ask is, how is my property going to be protected? What happens if something gets damaged or worse? These are valid questions and concerns, and I have an opportunity to address these concerns before they even get mentioned, all thanks to having Safely as part of my toolkit. I can ensure all stakeholders are covered during a guest stay and use this information as a way to grow my business by ensuring my property owners know they can trust that I have them covered. If you're a professional property manager, then you need to get safely in your tool belt so you can focus on operating and growing your business. Thanks for listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, back to an episode. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.